it's it's lovely to be sitting with you all again. Um, it's been quite some time for me. I've taken all of August off from teaching. Still very quite busy with, uh, especially in the first half of the month, with duties for the center. So I stayed uh, quite connected. And, um, but I did get quite a, a nice break uh, in the second half of uh, the month of April's. I mean, <laughs> obviously I didn't get enough break. I, I'm still stuck back in April. <laughs> okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> I got a nice break in the second half of the um, month of August. And then coming back into um, September, you know, I was, had to do a little bit of catch up. And uh, I was very, all of August, I was very determined and very much looking forward to, I'm just slightly just distracted by Alistair doing something with the speaker. Can you guys hear me okay? He just brought it closer. Okay, very good. Um, Now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> so it's okay. It wasn't much of a train. It what? It was just saying taking time off. <laughs> so I was all of August. I was actually, you know, I entered August and I came out of August, anticipating that we would reopen in September. And that today we would be gathering in person. And I was really looking forward to this. And I had spent some time in writing up the protocols and running it past the board and the teachers and Lumpur Pasno and Anjan Karunadamo and, and realized um, that I didn't feel along with all the input that I was getting um, that in general, I didn't feel it was really time yet. Um, and, and mostly because to open, be, mostly because <clears throat> safety first. Um, and we don't, and I'm hoping not to have to close again. So we've opened twice and closed twice. And I'm hoping to not have to close again. Having said that, of course, we just might. It might be that it looks in, you know, two, three months time possibly sooner, probably not, but, you know, maybe it does look again like, okay, we can, we've all got booster shots and we can all start meeting and we don't have to wear masks or we do wear masks or whatever we do. And then something comes along, a new variant, and we close again. That might happen. And then the exercise of dealing with all of this uncertainty has really got me focused on loving kindness, on the attributes, the benefits, the support system of loving kindness. Um, I, have, I have found that when I dwell on in my fears, when I allow my fears of something to take front and center seat, that this is not a place of loving kindness. It's a, it's a place of, of 
self-referencing. It's a, a place of self-concern. Uh, one of the examples of this could be, so, so I'm practicing actually with how to move from a place of, you know, concern about my own wants and wishes to a place, to, to a more expansive place of loving kindness. How can I move? How can, how can loving kindness help me transition from pain at my attention on oh, my preferences and getting rid of my fears? How can loving kindness help me do this? And uh, so, so I've been practicing with this since, um, you know, since the beginning of this for the last few days, especially. And, uh, and, 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 and we can do, we can take this kind of practice in very, very simple ways, you know, and then, and, and go from there, we can get our strength, but we, but I first had to really recognize how my fears were interfering with the reality of a situation. So here's an example uh, that I practiced with, and, and I can transfer this onto bigger challenges as time goes on. But for whatever reason, I have had a fear since we bought the Jeep, our Jeep. It's a Grand Cherokee Jeep, old, 2002, I think, 2002. But it's, it's, I love driving it. I like being up high. I like the feeling of the bigness around me. <laughs> you know, feel safe. So I really, I really quite enjoy the car. It's a, it's a, it's a really good car, but it's big. And, and my perception of it is it's really big. And I have been afraid. We've had this car for two and a half years now, something like that. And I have never taken it through the car wash. I'm afraid to take it through the car wash. <laughs> and so I just never have. And uh, I would always ask Alistair, will you take the, will you take the Jeep through the car wash be before we have to go pick up Longport Passano? <laughs> please, <laughs> pretty please. And he would do it. And so I decided, okay, there's something I can look at. What is this? What is this fear about? And and. I'm not exactly sure where it comes from, but what I was sure about is that it, it wasn't aligned with reality. There's a, but, so what, what did I feel? The fear was that I was not going to be able to drive. And I don't know why I thought this, because I'm actually a really good driver, but it, my fear was I'm not going to be able to align the wheels correctly and it's going to bump out and I'm going to get stuck in the middle of the car wash and it's going to be spinning, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I heard a story once. And so this came up for me too, of a woman getting caught in a car wash and trying to get out of the car wash and then getting crushed by the, you know, those big brooms that come down around the side and died. And I'm like, so I realized, Oh my God, I'm afraid I'm going to die going through the car wash in the Jeep. And, and then I realized, oh my gosh, this is not aligned with reality. I really, I, I can align the wheels. 
there, and there's somebody standing there that shows you go a little to the right, go a little to the left. I can do this. So I decided to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go through the car wash with the Jeep. And, and so I took, I got in line and I paid for it and I'm coming around and I just started to pay attention to the challenge as opposed to the fear. I'm learning to, I'm going to get past this fear. I'm going to, this is a challenge and this is exciting to, to learn something, get past something that has been an obstacle for me. This, this fear is all about my concern for safety and I don't have to be concerned for safety. So let's do this. So it's switched from my attention switched to the, the reward of going, of meeting this challenge, the, the reward of aligning myself with reality. While being aware that I have encouraged, I have supported, I have nourished this fear for two and a half years. And so it wasn't just going to shut off and go away. It, it still arose. I still saw it come up, but I didn't feel, uh, but I was nourished by the attention being on the challenge itself. I'm going to get, this is, I'm getting past this. This is great. Yeah, there's fear. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling myself I could die. I could get, cr- well, I'm not going to, if I got stuck, I won't get out of the car. I'll just wait for them to come get me. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Let's do this. So I go through the car wash and I nearly had a panic attack. <laughs> and, and it was as, as all these thoughts started coming up saying, pay attention to me. Pay attention. You're in danger. You shouldn't be doing this. What the hell are you doing? As they came up, there was this this um, grasping, almost this this energy that's trying to grasp at you. Should be scared. At the same time, there's this humor that's coming up. This is really silly, and you're safe. It's okay. So they came up together. You know, it's like reality got to stay front and center while all this karma came up that ah, 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 but it didn't have anywhere to land because I was grounded in the reality of the situation and by being grounded in the reality of the situation I could take the wise step I could choose the wise and that was really enjoyable So even in the chaos of being present for all this crazy karma coming up and demanding my attention, it didn't interfere with my staying planted in reality. That in itself is a really kind thing to do, to be present with ourselves and meet our challenges that gets self-absorbed and say, me, 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 me. I'm here to protect me, 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 me. I'm going to protect me. It's all about me. (laughs) So in driving up, I actually felt really, uh, which I've not spent time feeling before or paying attention. I was really grateful for the, the person that took my ticket, that took my money. 
to get through the car wash. And we had a nice, actually brief, but nice little encounter. And then as I drove up and the gentleman, in fact, did say, okay, a little to the right. Yeah, you got it. You got it. And then had to remind me to put it and put it in neutral, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I felt really lovely toward him. There was a kindness that rose up in my heart. And I became and I let myself be conscious of it toward him because he was protecting me. He was doing his job and it was keeping me safe. And I just like, oh, thank you. You know, I I never felt that for the person that guided me before. (laughs) And in my fear thoughts, I, you know, I wouldn't have those feelings toward him. I wouldn't let them arise because I was based in fear. It'd be more like he might not do this right. You know, that's, that's aversion. When we plant ourselves in our fears, we see the world through our fears. And that is not loving kindness. You know, we're not safe. People aren't doing the right thing for me. Um, these are things that I, that I would say to myself anyway. I'm not safe. I'm not getting enough. Uh, I need some, things to be different. You know, but when we plant ourselves, determine ourselves to stay firmly in reality and then allow ourselves to see what comes up that is not aligned with reality. We have the opportunity to strengthen our ability to experience, acknowledge, and practice loving kindness by staying true with reality. Not not following our fears, not following our proliferations, but just coming back to what's really going on here and accepting that our habit is not is probably, in general, not usually aligned, you know, because we're not staying conscious. It's not usually aligned with reality. It's aligned with our proliferations. It's aligned with our desires. It's aligned with our opinions. It's aligned with our wishes of what we want the world to do so that we can feel safe and loved and a part of and you know, the appropriate amount of status is coming my way, has been acknowledged and all of that. That is not loving kindness. So we practice with aligning ourselves with reality and that expands beyond then. We bring into our heart and into our consciousness where an expansion of our awareness of what's What's the reality in this present moment right now? It includes everything. It does not exclude our feelings or our thoughts or our proliferations. Those are there to arise. Karma has to arise. And we let that happen while anchored in reality. And this is a very, very kind thing to do both for ourselves and for the world around us. So I've got this little, I'd like to read a little couple of minutes in this, just, just a very few minutes, it's five minutes long. 
And um, Lankar Pasano talks about loving kindness. This whole book was meditation on loving kindness. Um, I'll read this and then I'm going to make an invite for somebody to share with us their experience, not necessarily on loving kindness, but um, anyway, let's go with this. Lungpur Pasano in his book, Abundant, Exalted and Immeasurable on page 130. And he talks about spreading meta to the four quarters. Today, I'd like to introduce a formulation of loving kindness meditation based on the one we chanted this morning. I will abide one quarter with a mind, dot, dot, dot. This is the most common formulation of loving kindness and the Brahma Viharas in the discourses. It comes up in many places. I will abide one quarter, dot, dot, dot. This is directional in the sense that it is conceived of in terms of the directions, the four quarters, with a mind imbued with loving kindness, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below and around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, the sense of, is of spreading loving kindness in the different directions, north, south, east, west, above and below, all around so that we are allowing the feeling of loving kindness to expand. To all as to myself establishes that feeling of loving kindness within the heart, then allows it to pervade and extend. That's the next part of the chant. I will abide pervading the all encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Throughout the extension of the world and ultimately all worlds, not just how we conceive of our little planet floating in space. Allow that sense of extension, that abundant, exalted, and immeasurable quality. Without hostility and without ill will, this is the encouragement. Without any hostility, without allowing ill will, is the key to sending or shining forth loving kindness as in the introduction to the chant. Now let us make the four boundless qualities shine forth. We allow the heart and mind to establish in those sublime qualities. Allow it to shine forth, not obstructing it with aversion, ill will, worry, or fear. All the tendencies that we can add to it. As we do this, we allow the heart to feel abundant, exalted, and immeasurable. We see that these qualities are truly beautiful. When we think of physical beauty in the world, it doesn't compare to the beauty of a sublime quality like loving kindness. It's an image the Buddha uses. In comparison with the stars, there isn't anything that shines as brightly as the sun. In the same way, there isn't any quality that shines as brightly as loving kindness. Or at night, there isn't anything that shines as brightly as the full moon. In the same way, there isn't any quality that shines as brightly as loving kindness. The Buddha gives various apt images nourishing ourselves with those qualities of loving kindness, pervading above, below, around, and everywhere, to all as to myself. There is the sense of establishing within ourselves this abundant, exalted, and immeasurable feeling. 
It wasn't very long after we did the translation of these chants and started chanting them that someone said, when we do these chants, we're supposed to feel abundant, exalted, and immeasurable. And all I feel is abandoned, exalted, and miserable. (laughs) But what is needed is to draw attention to this quality and to slowly build momentum, allowing it to take hold within the heart. I think we also need to have a tremendous amount of kindness and well-wishing for the habits of our minds. They are so deeply ingrained. Do not be daunted by that. It's all doable. It's all workable. It's drop by drop and little by little. We can establish these qualities and bring them to mind, sowing the seeds. Over time, it definitely grows. The image that the Thai monks use is that when we are cultivating good qualities and that which is skillful, we have to be willing to be like a farmer sowing rice. He is just throwing seeds away out into the fields. We are not quite sure whether it's going to grow, what's going to happen, but it's the nature of things that when conditions are ripe and the sun, water, and soil are good, the seeds we throw away grow up into plants. They go through that cycle. Similarly, with all practices of sowing the seeds of loving kindness in the heart, plugging them into consciousness, into the mind, we find they come back again. What arises is a sense of spaciousness, warmth, and kindness. And I will end just by saying... My experience of Lung Parpasano, and these are his teachings that I just read. My experience of Lung Parpasano is one of immeasurable, abundant loving kindness. Just, to, It's just beautiful to draw near. And he's not going to be here, but for just a couple more months. I just really want to encourage people not to waste any opportunity to draw near to him while he's at the Pacific Hermitage. The whole purpose of starting a poor reference of the Dhamma. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, really valuable and very fortunate to have him here for, for a few months. So with that, I'd like to um, invite Sarah to share um, had a really lovely experience and and very fortunate uh, experience in having her in our Airstream for, I don't know, three weeks or something um, while she was ill. And, um, you know, it was really easy uh, to be part of that and and had some lovely conversations with her. And and, uh, I thought it would be really beautiful for the center for the community to also get to benefit from uh, her experience and how she was sharing with me. I was hoping others could could hear it as well. So thank you very much, Sarah, for agreeing to share. And the platform is yours. Okay. Um, thank you, Sakula, for uh, inviting me to, to just share a little bit. Um, I really appreciated your, your talk about fear. Um, you know, I uh, there, there's an acronym that, that I heard uh, a long time ago that fear is just false evaluation about reality. Um, and I I could really relate to you know your story about the car wash because I have this fear about 
public speaking. Like my heart is just like pounding a while a minute right now. Um, but uh, you know, just sharing some of the uh, some of the experiences that I had while while I was sick, and uh, and some of it while I was recovering. Um, you know, I uh, just real quick, I uh, just to kind of understand like uh, you know how much this meant to me. You need to under you need to know a couple pieces of information about. Me. Um, yeah, I grew up uh, in, a, in a home that was, there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of violence. Um, and, you know, early, early in my adulthood, um, you know, the, the cult, you know, what I learned, you know, I didn't really learn a lot at home, but what I learned, you know, joining the world was, you know, I was to be self-sufficient, um, that asking for help was, was, was almost, uh, meant that that I was unable, that I couldn't, uh, that I was weak or, or just just less than. Uh, so I, uh, I left, uh, you know, I, I showed up at Sakula's house and I was sitting underneath the oak tree and she was talking to me about something. I don't remember. I was coughing and I just felt horrible. <laughs> and but she said one thing to me that, that, that really, that really struck my heart. She said, you know, for the next two weeks, I, I, your, your job is just to get better. The, the, the community will, 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 will take care of you. And, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, it's like, you know, why would they, you know, these people, they barely know me. Why would they, why would, you know, they're inviting me into their home. They're going to feed me and take care of me while I, you know, recover. That just, that was just, uh, but it just, it just, uh, it was, it really, uh, you know, kindness for, for me and, and being a part of a, of a community is, is, is really kind of almost foreign. Um, so it was, it was really nice. It was a really refreshing change of, just to just to feel that, that I was going to be taken care of, but at the same time, it, it, it kind of scared me. It's like you know, and I told her almost immediately, "It's like no, no, I I got some money. I'll be happy to buy some groceries." She's like, "No, your job is just to get better. The community will take care of you. Don't don't worry about. It. I don't want you to worry about anything." Um, so that night, it's like you know, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, you know." What if I have a, a bunch of people show up with food and like how am I going to handle this? I don't know. Um, but I, I was talking with, with a friend and and they told me that that uh, you know to, to open my heart to this, to that that I had the responsibility to uh, to to receive this kindness with with, with grace and as much grace as I, I could and. I, I really, I didn't know what really that, that meant. Um, so the, the, the entire time, because I never really experienced receiving with skill, you know, this, this kind of, you know, out here in the, in the sordid world, there's, you know, there's this give and take, but it's not skillful like it is here. It, it was something completely new that, that I've, I've never really experienced. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my entire life. I, I don't. Uh, 
I, I really, I really don't know what to say other than that to say, to say thank you. It, it, you know, I, I was, I, I want to share just a couple of things if I may. Um, I was a friend of mine called me from work and asked me, "It's like, hey, how are you doing?" And I told her, you know, what had happened with my roommates and, you know, that that I was with the Buddhist community and that they were going to take care of me. And she started crying. She's like, oh, my God, that's one of the nicest things I've ever heard. And it was really touching to her. And uh, later on this past week, uh, I was uh, I was talking to her and it's, you know, and I I was telling her about, you know, I had the sense that you know, maybe I should be a, a little bit more kinder to, to other people, you know, cause this, this is, this was huge for me. This was just a major like shift. Like it's like being hit with a bunch of kindness. It's like, Oh my gosh, you know, maybe, maybe I should be kinder to other people, especially here. Um, and, and I was telling her about this and, and she's like, you know, that this is just what, how good people are. This is what they do. This is how they take care of each other. And it was one of those moments for me, it was like, oh, oh, <laughs> like, like I didn't know that. Um, but anyway, um, the, 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 those three weeks have really touched my heart. And um, if you guys need any help uh, getting on Zoom, joining this, feel free to give me a call. I'm more than happy to help. Thank you so much.